Well, let me uh, add my welcome to you and uh, Happy New Year. It's great to be together. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, we've got our last cracker to pull. I'm going to pray and then uh, I'm looking at Bob. <laughs> Let's pray. Well, Father, we do thank you for your word to us. And uh, yeah, we thank you that Jesus is indeed king. Help us to consider now how we might serve him this year. Amen. Okay, Bob. I'll use that later. Um, we've been doing our Christmas crackers series, if, uh, if you've missed it along the way. And uh, what we've been doing is we've been using these crackers to help us think about Jesus at Christmas time. So in a cracker, you get a joke. Great. This one is, what did Santa ask Rudolph about the weather? Is it going to rain, dear? Hey. Uh, you get a joke. You get a gift. And, uh, of course, you get a crown. Um, And, uh, actually, that's helped us to think about Jesus over Christmas. We saw that Jesus is no joke, that he really existed in history, and uh, that he really matters. We saw on Christmas Day that Jesus is the best gift ever because he came to save us from our sin. Today, we're up to part three, that Jesus is the crowned king. And what better way to start a new year than to think about the king of the universe who shapes everything. And so, um, of course, this year we're actually going to have a new king in our commonwealth, aren't we? Uh, September 8th, King Charles III assumed the throne following the death of Queen Elizabeth. But I'm wondering if anything has changed for you since then. Of course, it was sad for the Queen to die. She lived a full and wonderful life. She was loved by many. But since the 8th of September, has anything changed in your life as a direct result of the passing of the Queen? Since Charles was made King over our land, have you done anything differently because of it? I haven't. And sometimes I wonder if we treat Jesus the same way. You know, he's a great guy. We love the things that he does. Uh, We're thankful for the public holiday that we get for his birthday. But does he really make a difference in our lives? Is Jesus relevant to anything that we do? Well, that's what we're going to reflect on today. And the passage we heard read from Philippians reminds us of what kind of king Jesus is and how he's relevant to our lives right now. And so let's take those two parts one at a time, starting with the kind of king that Jesus is. And what becomes obvious as we open up to this part of the Bible is that he's a humble king who doesn't stay distant but chooses to be involved in our lives. Have a look at verse 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. 
Of course, this is the uh, Christmas story that we've, seen, we've been celebrating over the past few weeks. Uh, I hope you saw it in those verses. You know, the Christmas story tells us that uh, Jesus was Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Paul reminds us that Jesus was in very nature God. Jesus gave up his position in heaven in order to come to earth and be born as a baby, a small, weak, dependent baby. Paul says that he became basically nothing when contrasted to his status as the almighty creator of the universe. Which is part of the reason why the Christmas story never gets old. Because this idea is just mind-blowing. That the perfect God came to be human. Which means he chose to get dirty. To get sore, to get sick, to get hungry or thirsty. The God of the universe chose to experience all the messy parts of being human, to be involved in our lives, which is an incredible act of humility. But that's the kind of king that Jesus is. And it's even more amazing when you consider that we'd done nothing to deserve it. In fact, we'd actually done the opposite. We'd completely turned our backs on God. Uh, Sam Albury put it this way at Christmas time. He says, we weren't expecting, we weren't interested, we weren't involved, we didn't ask, we didn't deserve, we didn't help, we didn't even imagine. And yet, to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And really that would have been enough to show us that Jesus King Jesus cares about us to show us the kind of humble king that he is. But Jesus takes it further. Check out verse 8. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus loves us so much and is so humble that he was even willing to die for us. I mean, just think of how horrible it would have been for the God of the universe to be killed on a cross. The crown that he was wearing when all this happened was not some, you know, fun Christmas crown. It wasn't a priceless royal one. It was a crown of thorns designed to hurt and humiliate with all the crowds mocking him and spitting on him as he carried his cross all the way to death. Complete disrespect for King Jesus. And, I mean, you'd know for certain that that kind of treatment would never be tolerated for King Charles. In fact, earlier this year, uh, he was there in the English city of York greeting the crowds and someone threw eggs at him. Well, that man was immediately uh, stopped by the other crowd members and detained by the police, taken away. Not even a hint of disrespect is allowed against King Charles, not in the way you walk or talk or act. But Jesus, the king of the universe, was absolutely humiliated as they put him to death. And yet Paul says that he humbled himself. He became obedient to death. That is, he allowed it to happen. Jesus gave himself up. He chose to go to the cross, 
not because he had to or because he enjoyed it, but because that's the kind of king that Jesus is. A humble king. A servant king. He didn't abandon us when we abandoned him. He didn't ignore us when we ignored him, even though he could have. I mean, there's lots of different types of kings. Some kings send their troops into battle while they sit distant from the action. Other kings allow their people to live in poverty while they sit in their palaces full of luxury. Still other kings allow their people to be oppressed while they receive applause and praise, doing nothing to bring about change. But Jesus is not like that. He's a servant king who loves his people so much that he came to join in the mess with us so that we could be saved. He went first and gave up his life for us. It was the ultimate sacrifice, the greatest act of service. And that's the kind of king that Jesus is. And I'm sure many of you already know that. But did you spot what Paul said right before he launched into this section? He said in verse 5, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Which is the kind of sentence that would make a really good New Year's resolution. I mean, imagine if we spent the whole of this year trying to have the same mindset as Jesus. I wonder what it would look like for you to be humble like Jesus in 2023. To have such a deep love for others that we're willing to use whatever status or resources that we have for others' good rather than our own gain. I wonder what it would look like for us to be sacrificial like Jesus in 2023. To be so obedient to God that we're willing to endure any kind of discomfort or inconvenience to help others. Imagine if we spent the whole year trying to have the same mindset as Jesus. Well, I wonder what that would look like for you. You see, Jesus is the greatest king of all because he is the greatest servant of all. That's the kind of king that Jesus is. And knowing that helps to see how he makes a difference in our lives and shows us why he is relevant to us right now. And that's the second part we're looking at tonight. Because it is his act of humbling himself to death on a cross that actually qualifies him to be Lord of all. Have a look at verse 9. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Notice how Paul uses that word, therefore, to show how the humility and obedience that Jesus showed was the very thing that earned him a place higher than any other person in all creation. And that's where he sits right now, as king of the world. Jesus has begun his worldwide kingdom that will last for eternity. Jesus is relevant right now because he's seated on the throne right now. But that can be hard to see sometimes when everyone's going around trying to be their own little kings and queens. You know, if we're honest, we actually prefer to rule our own lives, don't we? 
to be the ones in charge. And actually, our Christmas cracker crowns help to paint that picture. Because what happens after you pop a Christmas cracker? Well, you read out your joke and then you put on your hat. And so around the table as you enjoy a Christmas meal, everyone's wearing their coloured Christmas crowns. And actually, that's a bit of a symbol for what we've done in our Australian culture. We've given ourselves little crowns. That is, we've made ourselves little kings and queens. We've put ourselves at the centre of the universe. And so now it's us that we get to make the decisions about what we do. Uh, We get to choose what's worthy of our time. Uh, We get to decide what we'll focus on in the new year. We remove or minimise the real king, King Jesus, and we make ourselves kings or queens for our own convenience or comfort. The only problem is that now everyone's running around trying to be king. And so what happens when my agenda is different to your agenda? Or what happens when the, the way I like to rule my kingdom clashes with the way you like to rule? And even without other people around, uh, I'm a pretty terrible king anyway. I'm inconsistent, I'm selfish, I'm short-sighted. I'm often driven by pleasure or pressure or self-preservation. I'm not fit to rule my own life. And when I do, I tend to make a mess of it. But actually, the truth is that as much as we might desire to rule over our own life, the ultimate reality is that Jesus is still king, whether we like it or not. And Jesus won't put up with people ignoring him as king forever. You see, Jesus is not some old dead dude to be left in the past. Unlike every other king in history, Jesus came back from the dead and when he ascended to his throne, he began a reign that will last forever. Jesus is king now and so how we treat him today makes all the difference. He is absolutely relevant because his kingdom is absolute. And one day he will come back to earth, not as a baby, but as the almighty king that he is. And on that day, King Jesus will put an end to people pretending to rule their own lives and all people everywhere will bow before him. Which is how Paul finishes this section, verse 10. That the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And this is why Jesus has ongoing relevance to us right now. Because he is the one true king above all others. He's not like King Charles, whose kingship doesn't seem to really make a difference to us. No, Jesus is relevant right now and ought to impact every day of our lives. Of course, some people will go on denying that Jesus is even king and pretending to be the king or queen of their own life. However, on that last day, they will still have to bow before Jesus and acknowledge that he is Lord. But that's not us. We believe Jesus is the crowned king. And so we don't wait until the last day to submit to him. He's relevant to us now. 
And actually, we've already started following him because his kingdom has kicked off and we're on board. But since it's January 1st, it's a great opportunity to to decide what that will look like specifically in 2023. Because it feels like time moves just so quickly at the moment. You know, it's January now, but pretty soon it'll be February and then well, the new school term will be kicking off and then we'll be thinking about Easter and then, well, then winter will come and by then it's the middle of the year. And it would be very easy to look back and realise that we've been on autopilot that whole time. Because actually that's exactly what our cultural tide wants to do. It keeps on pushing us to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. There were shops selling hot cross buns on Boxing Day, just moving to the next thing. We need to be careful not to get picked up in that rush. Don't miss the opportunity to pause now and make a plan. How will you specifically, concretely, actively and joyfully serve King Jesus this year? And that's going to look different for different people in the room. You know, we're, we're actually all different people in different life circumstances and we've got different gifts from God. But can I encourage you to sit down this week and consider what it will look like for you? Find a quiet moment to sit and reflect. Grab a pen and paper. Open up your Bible. Prayerfully consider how God would have you serve him this year. What's the Holy Spirit convicting you of? Is there a need in our church family that you can help to meet? Are there parts of your life that you've been neglecting? How are your habits of Bible reading and prayer? How are your relationships with others going? Let me encourage you to stop and reflect sometime soon. Do it this week. Otherwise, we just run the risk of drifting through another year with that crown still on our own head. We have to choose to take it off every day and bow the knee to Jesus. He is the crowned king and so we serve our lives, serve him every day of our lives. So how will you do that in 2023? Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we do want to give you great thanks and praise. For you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus, to become a man, to die even death on a cross so that we might be saved. Father, help us now to serve him as the King who has been exalted on high, the crowned King. Help us to think carefully this week how we can serve you this year. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.